Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's (laughs) what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Good to talk to you. How are you? What's going on? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, You know... uh, Are you like... All Ru pulled out yet? Oh, you know what? So it's funny that you say that. That you know, every Monday they release uh, like a ten-minute preview of each episode, the first ten minutes yeah. of each show. And I was watching that preview today, and one of the contestants said, "Like we're about to pass the halfway point." And I was like, "No, God, do we really? Seriously?" <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm like, but the oh. thing is, you've been doing this because like All Stars just ended, right? Mm-hmm. We that right wasn't in, that long yeah. ago. No, so so far we've done sixteen weeks. Nelly, week after That's week. Like, it's like almost having like having a job. I know. Can you imagine? I mean, well, look, yeah, no, but you know what? Look, that show makes money. That's that's but my 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 new thing is actually. You would think I need a break, but I'm not trying to continue. Trying to find a way to continue it so we keep making at least a little bit of money. But anyway, sure. Mike Lawson, we're not here. To, no one's here to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race recap. No one wants to hear about that nonsense. They want to be. What do they about, want to hear about? About our lives. Well, you know, actually, there is a related thing that <laughs> I know. Race they recap. want to hear about your experience at Black Panther. <laughs> oh, I do have Black experience at Black Panther. Such a timely story. <laughs> well, I just barely went. But let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. This is actually sort of related. This is now the only place. Where you can get Joe Batan's branded dirty content. Because it's turning out that the drag is evolving and drag race is evolving. And so uh, we've got a number of complaints. People are like, the show's too dirty. Meanwhile, it's like literally 20% dirty as this show, you know? But yeah. um, so now I have a new policy where I'm going to be like TV friendly, so to speak. Like not, not squeaky clean, but like what you would see on like. Uh, a, a television show on RuPaul's on Drag, RuPaul's Race, Drag Race, Race Recap. No, here I'm going to be a dirty as fuck. Okay, good. People got really offended because I asked Taylor. Like, tell me if this is offensive. I asked Taylor if if he would let Babalu fuck his wound. I mean, I think you're saying they were offended, and I don't know that that's what they they said. Hey, I was offended by that. Or did they say, like, they gave you criticism about it? And you're telling me that they said they were offended, and therefore I side with you. But I, I just doubt that they said, "Hey, Joe, I was offended." They thought that, they, they thought that crossed a line to ask if Babalu fucks okay. Taylor's wound. I understand that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't agree. I mean, it was clear you were joking. <laughs> yeah, maybe I really want to listen to any yeah. other part of the episode. I understand that you're not <laughs> that dumb. Like mm-hmm. it was a joke. Yeah. It was a joke. (laughs) There was something on Twitter, too. I saw some RuPaul fan coming at you. And I I don't even remember what it was, but your response was pretty great. You said something Mm -hmm. like, "Um, don't listen to the free show then. Oh, no, it's even better than that. What happened was 
There was one episode, you know, on the main show, we try not to do any spoilers, you know? So we talk no spoilers. But there was one episode where a, a person who listens to the show pieced together, like, little things that I said. And actually maybe made these invisible connections that turned out to be right. Uh, and then you spoiled the show for me. If you do that again, I'll never listen to the show again. So I was like, um, one, I ban you from listening to the free show. Two, um, check your check your DMs. Uh, I just told you who goes home next week and who the top four are. <laughs> did you really do that? Oh, I really did it. In fact, you know, I got to talk. I should talk to Taylor the Latte Boy because he and I got interrupted last week when he was telling me like he's, he, I got a little bit of went to the principal's office, and Taylor was like, "Why did you do that?" Like the guy started messaging <laughs> me because because I did block the guy on all my social media, like my personal Twitter and the Drag Race Recap one. Yeah, typical Joe. Yeah. Get the last word in and yeah. then hit block mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I do You're it. You're probably really good at like lining up all the blocks without hitting the block button, hitting send, and then block button. Oh, yeah, I'm right? so good at it. Yeah, I'm really good at it. So then uh, <laughs> Taylor's like, then the guy started messaging me privately saying his feelings were hurt, and why would I do that to him? I go, don't come for me. You, I didn't sure. call for you, and then you came for me. It's a free fucking show. Like, What's funny, what I find ironic, is the Patreon fans are the nicest, most wonderful supportive fans, and they pay money. It's yeah. the people who don't pay any money for it are the most demanding and awful. I don't get it. It's kind of like, have you ever tried to give anything away on Craigslist? Yeah. And they're like, just very particular or like well, demand you meet like, them somewhere. Yeah, where you bring it to me and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, what? No, it's free. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, what's going on? What's going on though, Joe? What's up with you? Do you want me to go first? I don't care. Do you so, want me to go first? I don't care. Well, nice talking to you, Michael Lawson. We never, no one ever goes first. I'll go first. I'll go first. So, I was having big time stomach issues for the past few weeks. Actually, I think it was stress related. But I'm prone to. Okay, I don't know if acid reflux is the right word because I wasn't having any like acidy wash up in my esophagus. But I think that the, the problem is the correct term. It's such a gross word. Okay. But GERD. Okay, the word is GERD. Okay. Oh my GERD. Oh my Irma GERD. You're right. Irma GERD. That's what you're saying when you're in pain, right? And it's just it's just a very, very awful, awful feeling. Like you it it, it mimics a heart attack. It uh, your stomach feels gross, it feels pressure, you feel pain and burning. It's awful, right? Sure. So I've had it before and I know how to treat it, but I also have this fear that I'm gonna go one time I go like, it's not a heart attack, it's GERD, you know, and then boom, I'm dead of a heart attack. So I made okay. an appointment with... I uh, guess I, that makes sense. Like, if I'm going to go overreact to heartburn or overreact to a heart attack, I would yeah. rather overreact to a heart attack. So just overreact when you feel that. That yeah, makes yeah, yeah. sense. I have medical insurance, you know. Yeah. So I make an appointment and uh, I go to, to, to the doctor and I go into the doctor's office, everything's going swimmingly. Right. And um, I'm sitting there and the nurse, you know, is checking me and she goes, oh, you know, I noticed you you have you haven't done uh, your hep- hepatitis B vaccine. There's like three shots and you need your third one. I was like, all right, do it. I'm not afraid okay. of shots, you know. She looked great. She goes, oh, I also see you haven't done your retinal scan. Remember when I thought it was that retinal scan when I thought it was going to go up my yeah. ass? It's that same one. Yeah. She goes, you haven't done your retinal scan. 
we could do that today if you want. I'll put the eye drops in, and then by the time you're done with the doctor, you'll know, be all set to go. And we, you know, take the photo, you're out. I'm like, sounds good. Let's do it. Let's get killed, you know, two birds with one stone, right? Yeah. You're like the guy who gets his windshield wipers replaced at the yeah. oil change place. Yeah. Yeah. So I go see the doctor. Doctor's fine, whatever. He says it's GERD, you know, but does the double check, you know? So I'm like, okay, good. Uh, and then uh, the nurse comes in. Now, by this point, it's kicked in. And I it, everything's just super foggy. I can't yeah. see anything. It's just like, it's like everything's like a cloud. You know? So they dilated, I right? dilated my eyes. Yeah, they had to dil- dilate my eyes, right? Did you drive there yourself? I drove there myself. I didn't expect this to happen. Yeah, this comes back to haunt me later. So the, my eyes are dilated, you know, and the one, the nurse goes, "I'm going to lead you to the the fo- <laughs> the, the place because you know that's one great thing about having Kaiser is that all in one, everything's there, you know." Yeah. So she leads me by the arm to the room and she sits me in a chair and I just see like two figures in the room. <laughs> and one of them is like, oh, hello, Mr. Batance, you know, can you confirm your date of birth? I can confirm your date of birth, right person. She goes, this is so-and-so and motions to the other figure. And she goes, she's in training today. Okay. So if you don't mind, I'll be training her to how to do this. I'm like, I don't care. And so she's doing that thing where like, you know, cause you're training someone. Now you're like, you're on your game. Right. Okay. Yeah. And she goes, um, so then what we're going to do is we're going to place his chin on this thing. And she tells me what to do. And then she's like, set me all up. And she goes, oh, you haven't done your A1C in a long time. And I was like, all right. And she goes, yeah, I can't, I can't do this test unless you get your A1C test done. (laughs) They need, I'm all, look, I don't, I don't want to get my A1C test done today. Because I go into the principal's office. I go, I just, I didn't know. Then, you know what? Let's cancel it. But now because it's in training, she goes like, no, 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 no. No, I can do it right now. I will take your retinal scan and then I'll walk you right over to the lab. Right? <laughs> and then she, she gives me the little sunglasses. And then she, she takes the retinal scan. And then she walks me over. I can't see, right? And then uh-huh. at, at the Kaiser here, the way that they do the lab is there's like a little waiting room in the front. But it's tiny. Right? Mm-hmm. And I can't see, but I'm sitting in the waiting room, and she goes, <laughs> sit right here. And she goes, she tells the guy, he needs to get his A1C test done. And she pulled the, he had to pull a number, and they call a number for you, right? So she pulled the number for me, and she goes, your number is 36. And I go, all right. And she hands me the little paper, right? And then I the, feel like this is a setup for like a Mr. Bean sketch. Do you know Mr. Bean? The Rowan Atkinson, but I've never, I don't, I've never seen that nearly. Yeah. Anyway, just perfect. He, you're just confused. You can't see anything. Yeah, I can't see anything. And then the guy oh. goes, the guy working there goes, "What are you doing here? Are you are you waiting to go see get your blood done?" And I go, "No, the, n- the nurse brought me here. You can't sit here." He goes, "I don't even know why the waiting room's there." He goes, "The waiting room is outside in the main waiting room, and you have to see your number on the screen." I go, "I can't see." And he goes, "Ugh, okay, fine, just sit there." Then. People are coming in from the main waiting room because our number is called. And they're like, why does this guy get to sit in here? And he goes, uh, someone brought him in here and he can't see. He says, sit here. And it's like two people in a row. <laughs> so finally, the, my number is called. He goes, 36, you can come up now. So I go up and I pay my copay for the the test. And he goes, now you have to go to the waiting room and uh, wait for your number to come up on the screen. And I go, I can't see. He goes, I, that's what you have to do. 
So I wander out like a blind person into this waiting room, but now I clearly can't see the screen, right? Mm-hmm. So now I have to stand right underneath the screen <laughs> in front of everybody and just stand there and stare at the screen. Uh-huh. Um, so now I'm just standing there. And so finally my number comes up and I go inside and then I get my blood test done. And then my parents call me and they're like, I, t- I call them. I go like, oh, I had to take a long time and uh, because there's some of that. And they're like, don't drive. Don't drive. We're going to come get you. And I was like, okay. But I can't even play with my phone because I can't see. Yeah, I know. So it's I just, the, the absolute worst. It's the worst. <laughs> so now I'm just sitting there. Mike Lawson, they took so long. And I mean, <laughs> they took so long to get there. That you started to see, probably. I could see. I got a totally different, different home. It doesn't last that long, you know? Yeah, it wears off, for yeah. sure. And so by the time they got there, I could totally see, but I was like, whatever, they're here. And then they got in a huge fight, because then my mom was like, because the way the Kaiser is, it's super confusing. There's two ways they get there, so just know that, right? And my dad went this one way. And my mom, I was in the car with my mom, and she went the other way. And now What's he's, the closest Kaiser that you Diamond Bar? Oh, there's a diamond bar with Kaiser? Mm-hmm. Oh. So, uh, she goes one way. Yeah, oh yeah, Mike Lawson, that's the thing. It's in the same city, and they took forever. <laughs> she goes one way. Ring, ring. Oh, what, what way are you going? I don't know. I'm going the way that I know how. That's the longest way. Which, by the way, I don't know that's the longest way. It's a big thing, but the same thing, right? But I was like, who cares? And who cares? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, when we got to the, back to the house, he was like huffing and puffing. Like, I, I don't know who would go that way. Oh, I don't know why you'd go. That. But that's what happens when you're old. Is they get obsessed yeah. on those little things. Like, that was the worst part of his day was that she went the way that she's not supposed to go home. Even though both ways would end up at the house. Right. Like so, a few minutes apart from each other. Yeah. So that was the, um, that was my. That sounds like an adventure. Time. I know, it's, it's went there for my stomach. And that's what caused, I should have told the doctor, this is why I have stomach problems. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Kaiser, though. Like, to go to one place and get all that done, you really do. I mean, it sounds like the runaround, but considering what I would have to do, the, you know, six different buildings with six different appointments and six different co you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you got a lot done today. Yeah, here's the deal. I've only known Kaiser my whole life. I've never been with another oh, yeah. medical insurance. I don't know. It will be a rude awakening if you ever had to leave the Kaiser system. I'm going to really try not I, to. Yeah, I just, the convenience of it and, like, the way that they really encourage you to send an email instead of come in and see a doctor, like, well, that's all of that too, is so if, helpful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you can also do phone appointments for, like, minor things. Which I, yeah. You know, when I was standing in line, actually, that day, it said it had a big card about promoting the phone appointments. They really encouraged that, obviously. And there's no copay with it. But right. um, what's funny, though, is it says, do not use co- uh, phone appointments for, it doesn't cover, and they're telling them, like, you know, you're like, okay, I could see people being confused, like chest pain and stuff like that. But then be like, um, like, <laughs> cuts, like bleeding wounds, or like... Um, <laughs> There was some other one like like like, like well, who like broken arms like who would go like I need a phone appointment for my broken arm. So um, anyway, so uh, you know we I we, I was I I've thought about that a lot. You know that you say that because we have a friend who is sick and 
he'll tell me like, oh, well, I don't have a doctor's appointment for like six days or something like that. Because when I can get in with my doctor and I'm all like, like, for instance, my stomach thing, Rick, my stomach was really bothering me. My main doctor didn't have any appointments that I could do until like a week later, right? But they're like, well, you could see this doctor, you know, tomorrow at 8 a.m. I go, did he go to medical school? Like, yeah. I'm like, boom, in, done. I don't care. Right. You know? Yeah, it's nice. It really is. But you don't have to rub it in. (laughs) Anyway, what's going on with you? Nothing. Just getting older. All right. Well, nice chatting with you, Mike Lawson. (laughs) I actually have, this is kind of weird, but... Um, a long time ago, when I first moved to Oakland, it was like a little bit sluttier than I currently am. Um, in the days when I first started going to uh, the White Horse Bar and all mm-hmm. of that. Oh, I remember uh, those days. We started doing this podcast. It was a while ago. Um, but back in those days, before uh, Rod Kyle, like way back then, there was this dude who I met at the bar and we like flirted really hard and just never and like the stars were never like aligned when we would like see each other at the bar. Like I would always be with someone or he would be with someone and not like sexually, you know, with some other partner, but like just with a group of friends and not in, you know, the take somebody home kind of mode. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we flirted hard, but never really, you know, did anything more than kind of like dance together on the dance floor. And um, we were Facebook friends and maybe probably when I was like the, just started dating uh, Rod Kyle, he actually moved to Phoenix, which was interesting because I had just moved here from Phoenix. So watching him kind of like explore Phoenix was interesting on Facebook, but our interactions were kind of like, you know, not, um, we're not mm-hmm. close really. It's just like yeah. Facebook close. Um, I would like a lot of stuff cause I would see, you know, him going to like restaurants I like, or, mm-hmm. um, just experiencing Phoenix for the first time. And, um, we, I mean, interaction super light. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was like super shocking when this last weekend, uh, somebody posted, another mutual friend from kind of the bar crowd up here in Oakland, somebody posted that he passed away (gasps) and he's like, yeah, he's like a couple years younger than I am. I would say. Mm -hmm. So like on the young side, this isn't like some, you know, you know, he didn't die of old age. And also like just his birthday was like, uh, towards the end of April. So Mm -hmm. like he was up and about posting like birthday stuff. And he had like, a birthday get together with like friends at a bar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so shocking? That is shocking. Do they, but do they know why? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, since I'm so kind of disconnected from him, I have like two mutual friends. Um, well, like the owner of the house. So Ricardo is friends with him and Ricardo doesn't know any more than I do. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of other bar friends that, you know, probably know maybe a little bit more than I do or closer to him than I am. Mm-hmm. But there's, I don't, there's no good way. I've, you know, stalked his Facebook page a little. I'm not seeing anything. We do know. So he passed, he passed out at work and then in an ambulance, they took him to the hospital and he was dead when he got to the hospital. That's all we know. Mm-hmm. Or, you know? Yeah. Ricardo's certain it was drugs because uh-huh. I don't know why he thinks that. <laughs> He just thinks that because I think he saw on Facebook, he saw he celebrated like two birthdays, two weekends in a row. Mm -hmm. 
And so he's like, oh, he did coke and died <laughs> for some reason. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's just super shocking. And there's no real, I mean, I guess it's none of my business, right? Like if, if I knew the guy well enough, I would know, mm-hmm. you know, if I knew him well enough to know how he died, I would know how he died. But I, I just, I don't know. I'm so curious, but like, I guess it's a selfish curiosity. And so I need to just be okay with never knowing. You know, I was, uh, I don't know what social media I was on, but I saw that um, a guy that was sort of an associate of my cousin, Richard. For those of you who are new to the show, you may or may not know this. I have a a gay cousin named Richard who's a week younger than me and gay. And uh, I was on social media and I saw that someone he may have known would die. I I called him. I go, what happened? And it, it turned out it was a different person I was thinking of. But Richard did know the guy. And he goes, oh, girl, it was in the news. Like, basically, this guy and his two friends did some sort of drug, and they all OD'd. They found them all dead. Oh. He said it was in the news. I didn't see it. But, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so that, that was a, it was a weird sort of situation. I wonder if Richard could crack that case, too. It's weird how, like, social media kind of connects us to these people. Do you know what I mean? Like, 10 years ago... You know, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. that was that was math. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever, somebody like this guy, you know, we would have just lost touch. And, you know, maybe five years ago, five years from now, I would say like, oh, I wonder how that guy's doing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe we'd cross paths again. Maybe we'd never pa- cross paths again. I would never know that he died mm-hmm. at this age. Isn't that weird how just like we're much more involved in other people's lives, but like still just super separate still. I don't know. Yeah, deep thoughts. What um? Do you got any other stories or? I don't know if you heard of this brand new movie, Black Panther. No, actually, no, it is. It is what the story is about. But you know, I have this movie pass. I'm an early adopter of movie pass. You know. Yeah. And for a while in the beginning, I was using it at least once a month. I'd get my money's worth once a month. But I will say, the past three or four months, I haven't been using it. I felt a lot of guilt, but then. I haven't canceled it. Like I would have canceled it, but they be, even before all this drama with Movie Pass, I saw that they have a policy that if you quit Movie Pass, you can't join for nine months or something. Yeah. And then there was that thing for a while. I remember where like they can't only people who had originally subscribed to the one the, the nine ninety nine a month unlimited movies, uh, they could still be in that plan. But now they've brought it back, right? Okay. But I was like, I better start using it. And there's all these movies I've been meaning to see, Black Panther being one of them. So I realized Black Panther's time in the movie theater is limited. And that's the kind of movie you want to see in the movie theater. Yeah, you, you should know? see it in the yeah. theater. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to have nothing going on today. I'm going to go see Black Panther. Next on my list, by the way, is Ready Player One, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to the movie theater and it's in Fullerton, the one I want to see it. And have you ever been to one of those dine in movie theaters? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd never been to one, but that's where they were showing okay. it. Is within this one of the dine, AMC dine-in movie theater. So I walk up and I I give the movie pass card to the woman, and she goes, she turns around on the screen, and she goes, "This is the best seat right here, E two." And I I don't know, I just didn't even think about questioning. I'm like, all right, I went inside, you know. I go inside, and 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 for those of you who've never been to one of these dine-in movie theaters, they have these gigantic reclining chairs like super comfortable you know and they lean back and they have these big swivel tables that the only place i've ever seen them is hospitals 
you know? But these big mm-hmm. swivel tables, you can put the food in front of you and eat. Which, by the way, this this raises the question. By the way, I, not to be grammar Nazi here, but like, um, everyone stop saying begs the question. You don't, you're using it wrong. Okay. Anyway, raises the question. That's what you're trying to say when you say begs the question. And it, you know what? Why, I see, why are you single, man? I know. So raise. I may not be single, by the way. Not for long, at least. The way things are going with this person. Anyway, um, I mean, everyone, uh, hey, hot studs, Joe Batanz may be off the market <laughs> soon. Anyway, um, so they, uh, they have this, this raises the question. <laughs> what, what, what raised the question, by the way? I don't remember what was raising the question. Um, uh, uh, no. Do you remember what was raising the question? Some, so oh, I know what it was. It raises the question. Chair. I know what it is. What's this fascinating? I've never had a, a a thing where I have to eat a meal while I'm watching a movie. The last thing I want to do is eat a meal while I'm watching a movie. Now, maybe that's just me, and clearly I'm wrong. There's a big market for this, right? But do you have a desire to eat a meal while you watch a movie? Well, I have a desire to eat a meal pretty much always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So that's kind of hard to gauge. I always want to eat something, and when you're sitting there... I think that we have become very accustomed to kind of multitasking when watching entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so we can't be on our phone. So we got to do something with our hands. So next best thing, calories, you know? Well, I get popcorn, but like a whole salad or something, like or a meal or a hamburger. Yeah. Like, look, I, I love eating I, those things, but I want to eat them, finish. Is it, how dark is it? Is it like, that seems like a problem to me. It's dark. That's the thing is it's, I would like it darker. But it's too dark to eat. It's, it's a, it's a, it's nothing. It doesn't work for either way. It's too light for the movie, and it's too dark to eat. I don't right. get it. I don't get it. I don't. I don't need to. I like to like see my food, eat it, and then we can put it away, and then we watch. I want to concentrate on the movie. I don't want to concentrate on like, uh, where's the ketchup for my fries? <laughs> you know, right. Or just like if you're eating something complicated, what's there's like an ingredient you want to eat yeah. around, or mm-hmm. you know, now you're just, just you're too, the, yeah, you're onto the food. Anyway, yeah. so now I walk into the theater, and because you know, you know, I love my ArcLight theaters. You know, they at the, and one of the things I love about the ArcLight theaters, the thing I brag about the most, that's the biggest benefit with the ArcLight theater, is they only show the trailers that come with the film. Okay, so there's two sets of trailers: the ones that come with the film because they're in the in the actual film, uh, and then there's ones that the theater adds on. ArcLight doesn't add any trailers to their theater movies, so like the the trailers at the ArcLight are like maybe two, three, the most, you know, and then you're in the movie, so you're only in there for like five minutes of trailers. Have you been to a regular movie where it's like literally twenty minutes of movie trailers? Yeah, it's long. So I intentionally showed up late. I intentionally showed like 15 minutes late, you know? Yeah. And I timed it well. So like as I'm walking in, it's like the last trailer. And I'm trying to find E2. E2. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's all these empty recliners in a perfectly fine spot in the theater. I don't know what she's talking about, right? But I look for E2. I'm like, E2 is way in the back. And there's this huge family taking up both rows in the back. But there's one seat in the middle of this entire family. 
and I would have to be like, excuse me, and then sit in a big recliner among this all these people in this family. <sighs> but this is anxiety point because do you sit in someone else's seat and then they show up and kick you out? Mm-hmm. Is that better? Yeah. Well, let me ask you that question. What did, what would you do? I would freak the fuck out and like leave. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't really leave. Depending on the family, maybe I would just sit in the front and hope nobody shows up and kicks me out. That's what I did because I was figuring like, man, I got here late. Like, yeah, they're, and, yeah, exactly. And one time, like and five you said there the were movie. a few empty seats. Maybe if they got there, then I would just move over one. Yeah, 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 one. yeah, exactly. So uh, five minutes, ten minutes into the movie, I'm like, okay, they're not showing up. You know? Yeah. And I just sat there in my recliner and, and watched, you know, Black Panther. By the way, you've seen this Black Panther, right? Yeah, of course. How hot is this Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, really, really handsome. I've never rooted for a villain before. <laughs> but I was like, he has a point. And he is smoking hot. Like, next level smoking hot. I agree. So, that's my Black Panther story. What's going on with you, Michael? I had, to, I had to go see it with Steve. We Oh, God. Rarely miss a, th- a superhero movie, but Joe, mm-hmm. I kind of drew a line in the sand and said I'm not going to this Fakakta Avengers Civil War bullshit. What's so thing funny because I, I wanted to ask you about this. Do you know about the ending to this? Yeah. Okay. Spoiler. Yeah, no, there's not going to be any spoilers. But I did want to talk to you off the air about the ending because I was like, um, okay, I know everyone's losing their mind about the ending of this movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so and I'm not going to see it. No, I'm not going to see it either. I've never no seen, interest. I've never seen any of the. I've like the one time Evil John lent me a stack of all the Marvel movies, and they sat there for a month because it felt like homework. Like, ugh, yeah. all those Captain America movies and the Hulk and the this yeah. and the Doctor Strange. And that that's the thing. Like, I enjoy like I enjoy Ant Man and Deadpool, like the kind of funnier ones. Um, Wolverine and like X Men even are like okay. Mm-hmm. There's some superheroes that I kind of enjoy, but like this Civil War Avengers movie, from what I like read about it, it's like a, just kind of a jerk off film for people that like all these Marvel characters, and I'm not one of those people. So you know, I don't need to show up to the circle jerk. Yeah, but my question is, we both know how it ends. Is that seems like it would be something that can't really happen. I, was that a joke? No, I don't get. I don't understand what you're saying. What I mean is like because of what we know about the ending, this isn't really a circle seems like, jerk. Like, well, no. Like, why would Marvel do that? I don't know. Maybe I don't know what you know. I don't want to edit this. So we'll, we'll talk off the air. Okay, uh, but I've also started. Um, I I've been doing this thing where I read an article about a book or I see a book online that somebody mentions or, you know, a book mentioned on NPR, I'll just go to the public library's website and put the book on hold. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the book is like on the shelf and they just go get it and put it on the hold shelf for me. Other times, you know, it's, I'm, um, like number 75 in line for two copies. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a really long time. So I just do that. I'm sorry. What's the longest you waited? Well, I mean, I'm still waiting, I'm <gasps> sure. You can put unlimited, well, I don't know, unlimited. You can put a lot of books on hold. I've never reached, like, the limit. Oh, okay. So there's books I've put on hold, you know, months ago. 
that are just kind of waiting. I'm just waiting my turn. Uh, but these, uh, I got two books. I got a notification that I got two books at the same time last week. So I went and got them. Mm-hmm. One of them was just a random book about this guy who like can tell the future. It's called the year of the Oracle. Mm-hmm. And, that this isn't a book review uh, podcast, but I also got this random book that I have no idea where I heard about it or why, but it's called morning miracles or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's this dude who wrote a self-help book, which is not the kind of stuff I usually would pick up. And it's like, you know, transform your life by uh, waking up an hour earlier. And I'm like, okay. okay, bullshit. But like, why did I get this? There must be something here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I honestly still don't know. The guy was like, he's done a lot of work with boys and girls clubs. Mm -hmm. So maybe like someone in my network kind of was talking about him or something. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure, Mm -hmm. but I read the book really fast. And Joey, I started waking up. I've started waking up at five, well, five 50 right now. I'm going to inch that closer Mm -hmm. to five 30. But, um, so I started waking up at five or five 50 and kind of going through this like morning process that I'm really enjoying. And it's including um, a little bit of exercise. Uh, but my, like my mood's been better. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like, Oh, everything's fixed and I'm, you know, everything's happy and cheery, but things are good. Um, what time do, you're an, a morning person, aren't uh, you? I wake up around five thirty or six. But and... you also go to bed. Like sometimes we'll be talking. It's like 1130 at night. Mm hmm. Oh well, I always up? I always wake up well lately. Well, today I actually went back for a second sleep today, but uh, that's unusual. But uh, I always wake up around five thirty or six. I usually just stay up. Um, yeah, I've been needing less and less sleep. I generally go to bed around eleven and wake up around five thirty or six, maybe sometimes six thirty. But okay. I will say, like, what do you do when you get up? Do you like sit in bed and read your phone for a yeah, while, yeah, yeah. or are so, you like up? Yeah, no, no. So what what really happens is I probably wake up around five thirty. There's probably about half an hour of reading, but I like to get out of bed at ASAP and then I'll like check emails, but I actually get a lot of my work done before breakfast. So like I mm. I eat breakfast at a, well, a normal time for the people who don't have like a day job, but like, like in other words, I eat breakfast around nine, right? But between six and nine, I do a lot of the stuff that doesn't, that doesn't involve like talking to people. You know, like I don't, I'm not going to call someone at seven o'clock in the morning, but, um, but like sending emails or doing this or doing that. And then, um, so often after breakfast, it gives me time to do other things, you know, because I also know just the way my life is that I have to have my work day done by like two because either I'm going to be teaching or like people generally call me in the afternoon, like just to talk. So uh, if I don't get my work done by two, then it's just not going to get done. So then that's what happens. So my day is generally like, I would say between, I'm actually going to try once RuPaul's Drag Race recap is done, is go back to a very organized like um, productivity schedule where like, I had read this thing once, I'm sure you read it somewhere too, where like the way your brain works is that you should do creative stuff in the morning and editing at night and in the after lunch, you know, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that's the way our brains sort of work. And I want to go back to that kind of schedule where my sort of my more of my creative endeavors happen in the morning and more of my like non-creative endeavors happen in the afternoon. Mm. But anyway, yes, I do wake up early and I love it. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm enjoying it. That's all I kind of wanted to say. Um I did uh 
want to also say mm-hmm. oh so the other day i'm kind of segueing into a news story but the other day um steve was like um oh so on sec <laughs> i'm sorry that was really kind of um scatterbrain so on saturday we went and hung out with some of steve's friends mm-hmm. um for one of his friends is moving down to long beach so it was oh, kind of yeah. like a going away kind of just a a get together though mm-hmm. um one of his friends that was going to be at this get together was saying something about this like Chicago popcorn. That's like half caramel, half cheese. Do you know what that is? Gross. No, it's actually really good. I know that it it sounds gross and I think, I don't know. It is good though. Uh, But there's some company in Chicago that's like famous for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was telling Steve, he missed it. And Steve's like, Oh, there's this place uh, near Mike's house that has it. Um, and it's just as good as that famous place, according to Steve. Um, and I've had the famous place and it is good. And I would say the place near me is like almost as good, mm-hmm. but, um, the place is called Cornology. Have you heard of this? I think it's a chain. I know Popcornopolis, but is that related to Popcornopolis? Mm-hmm. No, same thing though. I'm going to guess mm-hmm. like by the pound or whatever, you could scoop like different flavors of popcorn and mm-hmm. is that right? No, I just know they come in that bag and have that zebra popcorn. It's amazing. Oh, I don't know what that is. And mm-hmm. Cornology is just this like place where you can go in and like they'll put it in a tin and you could put in different flavors or you could put it in this box and put mm-hmm. in whatever kind of popcorn you want. And they have like, you know, the classic stuff like mm-hmm. popcorn with butter or um, cheese or caramel. But then they'll have like a couple weird ones like um, – I don't know, something with garlic or um, something spicy or something, right? Mm-hmm. So Steve was like, let's go there and pick this up for um, um, my, my friend Peter so we could bring it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But Joey, that exact same day, I read a news article, which is going to be my news story. And the uh, title is, Owner of Emeryville Popcorn Shop Apologizes After Witness Says after witnesses say he used a racial slur. (gasps) So the owner of a gourmet popcorn shop near my house apologized Wednesday after witnesses said he shouted a racial slur at a group of black customers, an episode that prompted widespread outrage. I almost know that paragraph by heart. Yeah, everyone should know Um, that there was a technical problem, and now we're (laughs) re-recording the last 10 minutes of the fucking goddamn show. Mark Stone, CEO of Cornology, initially claimed that one of his workers called the juveniles the N-word after they stole items from the store. But witnesses said something else happened. According to witnesses, including a few of the shoppers, Mark Stone, the CEO, was actually behind the counter. He's he's saying somebody stole something, whatever. He was kicking them out, though. Mm -hmm. And when he was kicking them out, he used the N-word. But here's the kicker, Joey. Yeah. Um, if you knew that story, would you say, let's go get popcorn there? Eh, guy can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would not go and get uh, popcorn there. So Steve said he wanted to go here to get the popcorn for the friend. I was like, oh, wait, this just happened in the news. And Steve was like, that sounds like the kind of guy I want to give my money to. <laughs> um, just ridic- kidding. But, but, he, but really we did go and get the popcorn. And... Mm-hmm. Um, when we were there, there were a couple of gay guys in there asking the guy behind the counter what happened and stuff. I don't know. 
whatever. We but we gave him our money. Well, Steve gave. Well, him you, well, you should say that. Then Steve pretended to not know what was going on, and the kid was like, "I don't know. It's in the news. Check it out." Yeah. <laughs> and then I made and then I made this fantastic joke about Steve should have started making popcorn puns. You know, like, do you think there's a kernel of truth to it? That was a thing that we did too. And what do you got going on next week, Joey? <laughs> I'm gonna see Mercedes. What about you? Oh, DragCon. Uh, nothing really. I have a wedding coming up, uh, so I'm getting ready for that. Lance at the pug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Salt Lake City. You know what? We might save people time if we do one run through of the show and mm-hmm. then just record a short version like this. Yeah, be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, Lake Tahoe, Lance at the pug, uh, DragCon. Um, Mercedes, Chris, Mercedes. All right. Well, Mike Lawson. Uh, but from the beginning, you could have been like, uh, eye drops, couldn't see, confusing, yeah. embarrassing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Parents take a long time to pick you up. Uh, all right. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joey. All right. Uh, go to hell, Mike. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.